This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you're tuned in to the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Jake Chua, organizer of Malaysia Diecast Expo 2023, joins me in the studio this week to preview the upcoming event happening this weekend at Tropicana Gardens Mall and to talk about the diecast scene here in Malaysia. If you're like me and think that diecast models are essentially toys, think again as the scene goes much deeper than that and with more nuances. Here's Jake to tell us more about the scene ahead of the upcoming event. I'm Jake. Uh, I'm the organizer for the Malaysian Diecast Expo. So, the Malaysian Diecast Expo has been has been around since 2018. Okay. Uh, and this year, we are doing a standalone event for the first time. Prior to this, we have been, you know, joining and tagging along with other events. Mm. Uh, mainly one of them was the TAC CC, mm. uh, Toys, Anime, Games, Comic Convention. Okay. So they have been very supportive of us. We have always been going together with them. So this year, we're going to try it by right. ourselves. Yeah. Right. Are you looking forward to, to I guess, being independent now? Uh, we are looking forward to it but of course at the same time there's a bit of anxiety as well because uh, we, we always know that the the collectors the collecting the model car scene is always there mm. it has always been there mm. but you know when always you're, you're starting something new there's always this anxiety this mm. nervousness about it you don't know how people respond to it yeah so mm. basically it's just that <laughs> alright no worries uh, okay we're gonna talk more about the expo later but yeah. uh, I guess uh, we can start by exploring the hobby itself because I'm quite yep. I guess intrigued by 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 the Daika scene and perhaps how it differs from other other models right uh, yep. so so I guess for people who are not very familiar with what diecasts are supposed to be you know can you explain to them what, what, what it is yeah, so basically, uh, the model car, these die-cast model cars, they are divided into different sort of scales, mm. uh, 116, 118, 143, different sizes as well. Mm. And there's up to like 112, but that's quite big. So when it's big, it takes up space, then people won't, will tend to collect it less. Mm. So the, the one that is uh, getting a lot of response now is the 164. It's basically like 3-inch, you know, so okay, m- must these toys be made from metal? I know when you mentioned the word diecast, yeah, uh, must must they be made of metal? Like like for example, yeah. if, if I have a plastic model of a car, can that be considered diecast as well? Diecast is basically because it's made of metal, mm. so that's why the, the hence the name diecast cars. Mm. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned scales. Um, what about in terms of um, its replicability from from actual car in terms of the accuracy of of of, uh, of course if accurate in terms of accuracy of course the bigger the scale the easier to replicate and the more accurate they can get uh, even up to the point of the interiors and the rims and even minor minor details like the brake disc and stuff like that mm. uh, of course on 164 scale is harder to replicate that detail but uh, as the market grows and evolves the collectors are looking for that detail mm. in the 64 scale and mm. as brands produce more cars they are looking into that detail now mm. so whether um, what is the side view mirror made of you know what is the interior look like you know the, the smaller the scale the more accuracy you have the better you are mm. actually at the end of the day yeah and the more appealing you are to, to collect yeah, this right yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be very tactful, but, yeah. but but essentially what I'm trying to ask here is that um, are diecast models, can they be considered as toys? You know, Where, where, where do, I guess, um, collectors stand you know, with regard to this? Um, well, 
for for model car collecting, the the demographic actually ranges so wide, like from kids to teenagers to young adults to even married adults with kids. So, can it be considered a toy? I think it depends on, well maybe how old you are or where you stand. Mm-hmm. Of course, to a child, when they, they buy a car, like when they see a car like this, of course, to them, it's a toy. But to an adult, for those collecting model cars, they see it maybe as an investment, mm. uh, as uh, a display item, and as a collectible at the end of the day, which has value. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when it comes to collecting, you know, are there any specific criteria that they're looking for? You know, for example, like, um, must the cars, you know, must the wheels be be rollable? Like, oh, that that is one of the criteria that they do look. Mm. Uh, that is always quite often spoken about. Mm. Um, model cars now they come in different sort of packaging. Some placed on a base plate, some just in a paper box. So, uh, whether or not the wheels can roll, is always something that. Uh, you can see on social media people discussing about it. Oh, I bought this this so and so brand. Oh, the wheels can roll, you know. I, or people ask, oh, you you bought this brand, can the wheels roll or not? Mm. So it's one something that they do look at. And it is pretty important for even collectors, like right? whether the tires roll, the tires and wheels. Yeah, roll. the the more realistic the car is, the more appealing that they, they the collectors find. I mean, at the end of the day, they find that oh, this that is more appealing because it's more realistic. The wheels roll is not stationary you know it's not something that I put and I can't move you know mm. so yeah what about other smaller features like you know some model cars you know you can open the doors yep if they're opening parts they do appeal as well mm. um, there are cars there are, there are brands that make cars which can open the, the which the hood can open and when they open the hood sometimes it's the replica of the engine inside uh, doors opening parts and some of them even uh, provide a set of extra wheels that you can that you can easily change from the ones that are on the car. Mm. So all these things that they they make the what they call the play value a bit higher mm. for for cars like that. Yeah, yes. and the play quote unquote the play value the term that you use uh, is actually desirable among collectors. Yeah, they they do because it becomes more interesting uh, rather than some of them. Okay, some of them they may like to display, mm. but some of them they would like to so-called interact with the car. Mm. Yeah, so the play value is, is equally important as well. I see, all right. Yeah. Um, so, um, um, in terms of, the, I guess, the demographic of, of the community here, the, the enthusiasts here, um, can you, I guess, perhaps paint a picture of who they are? Like in terms of, are they actually, you know, are they actually real-life car enthusiasts as well? Or do they focus specifically on only, I guess, all these die-cars, replica models of cars? Are they fans of actual cars, yeah? Yeah, I think... Um, for car model car collectors, they are fans of cars. Mm. They know their cars, and most probably they know their cars since they were kids. Mm. So, uh, as kids, you love cars, but you you can't own the actual car. Mm. So you have this model cars that you collect. You pick your interest in it, you know. And for people who love real cars or they start liking real cars, they would like model cars as well, mm. because it's something that they feel that they could buy and keep you know, and look at it and admire it, mm. you know, and appreciate it. Mm. So the the car enthusiasts and model car enthusiasts, they do overlap 
Oh, okay. The yeah. overlap. So, yeah. so, so when we go to the expo this weekend, yep. we can probably see, um, I guess, enthusiasts who are into, I guess, diecast models, but also at the same time, actual cars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, for this weekend's uh, diecast expo, we do actually have actual cars in the expo. So it's not all about diecast, miniature cars. Mm-hmm. It's uh, giving people a chance to see the actual cars and the model car itself side mm-hmm. by side. So mm-hmm. you see a 164 scale and behind it you can see a one-to-one scale car. Mm. What kind of cars tend to be, I guess, favoured among these enthusiasts in terms of, for example, do they prefer to see, I guess, like a miniature version of their own car or cars that they can actually afford or do they like to perhaps, you know, I guess, have models of cars that they will never be able to afford? Uh, of course, having a replica of a car that you have is, of course, appealing. I, I know some car collectors who they, they have the real car and they go around looking for the model car itself, mm. you know. But sometimes they find it hard to find, you know. And for model car collectors, of course, like when we're talking about supercars or hypercars or we're talking about like Bugattis and Paganis, you know, those cars are like out of reach for so many people. <laughs> so mm. when you have the model car, it's like having the car itself mm. at the same time. Mm, yeah. Right. yeah, when it comes to talking about model cars, I think mean, we can't help but, I guess, mention this one famous brand that I think is pretty well-known among a lot of people, Hot Wheels, right? Yep. I think made by Hasbro. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's the most, quote-unquote, common brand. But but I guess in, in the industry, in the scene, there are other brands that are, I guess, uh, more niche, but at the same time, more appealing to enthusiasts as well, right? Yeah, can you name some of them? And, and, and I guess there are popularity among, among the enthusiasts? Yeah, uh, there are brands like uh, Mini GT... Uh, ignition models, uh, Eno, um, there are brands like Ira Cars, uh, there's also this brand Tiny from Hong Kong. Yeah, basically this this few brands on, t- on the top of my head. Mm. Yeah, I mean Hot Wheels has always been there. You, you ask anybody about Hot Wheels, everybody knows about Hot Wheels. Mm. Uh, I think anybody has owned or previously owned a Hot Wheels before mm. and maybe a lot of model car collectors started from Hot Wheels some in some way. Mm. So then as the as the model car scene evolved, more brands came into play. So there's a wide collection now for, for collectors to look at. Yeah, but Hot Wheels, um, is it still as desirable? I mean, considering how, how mainstream white Yeah, um, Hot Wheels is still is still always there. Mm. It's, it's like a main staple for, for model car collecting. Mm. So it's it always been there and it's still always desirable. I mean, people who, who collect other brands they still look at Hot Wheels mm. they still talk about Hot Wheels yeah I mean well like all hobbies there must be some brands that are considered premium and are, I guess more coveted by, by enthusiasts but at the mm. same time in, in the in the, in the the I guess in the diecast scene here um, well there must be a bit of that but at the same time people are pretty welcoming to all a lot of brands yeah they are pretty welcoming to all sorts of brands uh, people who collect model cars I think basically they have all sorts of brands in their in their collection. Mm. They don't really they don't tend to focus on just one brand mm. because sometimes some brands they come with cars that this brand doesn't have. Yeah, so they are open to any brands. Mm. But at the same time, there are also brands of cars that are made by a lot of different brands of diecast models, right? Yeah, so so one one car brand being made by multiple model car brands. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so it happens like like uh, when Tomica has a, a new Honda, uh, later on throughout the year, other brands will have that Honda as well. If a hardcore Honda fan, mm. yeah, they do go all out to own every Honda car by every brand. Mm. 
for model car collectors, sometimes they, they tend to compare as well. I mean, because there are so many brands out there that you can't escape comparison, you know. Mm. <laughs> Apart from, I guess, um, the playability of these models, um, including whether the, the tyres and the wheels roll or not, um, are there any other... Um, criteria or factors that um, collectors look at you know when it comes to when it comes to picking the right car that they want to collect mm, maybe in terms of details details yeah details mm-hmm. uh, as as they collect as, from as the again as the market evolves and the market changes uh, there's a lot of uh, emphasis placed on the quality and the details of the car mm. yeah because like we mentioned uh, like, like we touched earlier the smaller the scale of the car, the more detail and the more detail it has, the more appealing it becomes. Mm, yeah. On average, can you perhaps I guess share with me the 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 price range of of these model cars? You know, how much can it cost? Well, the, it ranges from uh forty five ringgit, and it can go all the way up to a thousand or thousand six hundred ringgit within that range. Mm. Uh, and this is in different scales. Yeah, but if we are talking about just one sixty four scale, it could be from forty five ringgit maybe all the way up to four five hundred ringgit. Okay. Yeah. What's the difference usually between the forty five ringgit version and the I guess five hundred ringgit version? Uh, well, we we go back to talking about brands again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it it actually they they're all die cast. You know, they're all die cast. Made they, from they the same material as well, to certain extent, I assume? Uh, like there, there is two different materials. Mm. Uh, one is die cast and one is resin. Oh, okay. So resin, is, they usually use it to make uh, 118 scales, bigger scales. But there are now companies using resin to make 164 scales. Mm. But resin, you need more care for it to, to take care to maintain the quality of the car. So die cast is still main choice for, for collectors. So sometimes the the price range also differentiates like a forty five ringgit die cast car and a five hundred ringgit resin uh, resin car, which is the same scale. Mm. Yeah, and then there's always of course the brand brand concern. Mm. So like for one brand uh, ignition models from Japan, their cars range from a sixty four scale die cast can range from like hundred eighty, and to their one eighteen scale which could be one thousand six hundred. Wow, okay. Yeah. So Ignition Model has always been known for their detail and the quality of their model cars. Mm. Yeah. What about whether the cars are on a on a base or like in an acrylic uh, I guess casing? casing? Yeah. yeah. Uh you mean in terms of value? In terms of value and also preference for one Uh well last time when we had Hot Wheels and Tomicas, uh the model cars were seldom on uh base plates. So usually base plates are like for 118 scales, bigger scales. But then after that, 64 scales, they started, uh, some brands started putting them on a base plate, you know. And as time goes on, they started to evolve the base plate to make it more interesting, making it into a kind of a diorama, maybe printed road, you know. So when the car is on the base plate, it looks like the car is on the road. Mm. Or maybe the road is blurred out, so the car looks like it's moving very fast, uh, this sort of things. So for collectors, um, they don't really mine I think you know they don't really mind whether it's on a base plate or it's not a base plate the first criteria is always the car that is being produced whether it's appealing or not that was Jake Chua the organiser of Malaysia Diecast Expo 2023 happening this weekend giving us a sneak preview of what the scene is all about especially here in Malaysia we're going to make way for some messages more after this stay tuned I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9 
BFM 89.9 you're listening to I Love KL bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city I'm Hanif Baharudin I'm joined by Chik Chua organizer of the upcoming Malaysia Diecast Expo happening this weekend we've been talking about the scene and why they're so appealing to enthusiasts apart from collecting stock model cars some enthusiasts go the extra mile to customize their cars let's hear more about it from Jake The the custom scene in Malaysia is big. Mm. Yeah, there's always people customizing their cars, and there are very very good customizers as well who go overseas and win competitions and are well known. Mm. So the custom scene in Malaysia is very good. It's growing. It's very healthy, and um, yeah, there are always you can always see some cars being customized into something that's really amazing. Mm. Yeah. What kind of customization the community here tends to do? Well, it goes from minor things like just changing the uh, decals on the car. Uh, up to a point where they change the rims uh, some of them strip them of their paint repaint the car and they always customize it into something that you don't see on the market or it's not being done by the brands mm. yeah so the most complicated one sometimes they can customize it in terms of adding spoilers or um, so some if you see some Japanese car in Japan they have those really long exhausts Yeah, those sort of things as well. Ah, I see. So it could go from a really, what they call a mild category to a very wild category. <laughs> mild to wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. Um, does the value appreciate or depreciate if you were to actually customize a, a model? Um, I think this one is in the eyes of the collectors. So because for customization, it's really it's really how you view it. Mm. Of course, uh, the more tedious the customization the more detailed the customization the more the more valuable the car mm. at, at the same time mm-hmm. yeah all right um apart from customization um are there any other unique or distinctive characteristics of the community uh, here that perhaps i guess set it apart from other you know collectors in other countries or regions Mm, well, for Malaysia, because you know Malaysia, we always have all these mama scenes mm. and all this. So mm. the collectors they usually have these sort of weekly gatherings mm. at this some uh, these mamas. Um, they we have sellers going there, putting their stuff out on the tables, uh, selling their stuff, and there's always and this big community always goes there, not just to buy but also to connect with their peers and people who share the same passion with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ex- showing their collections, you know, exchanging stuff, uh, buying stuff, all sorts. So the the community is really strong in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sharing is really strong. And that is why I also feel that we, we should have this sort of events mm-hmm. to gather all these collectors into one place to... To share their passion, mm-hmm. it's not just about buying and selling at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there are different types of collectors. Um, I'm sure there are people who collect almost everything, but are there also collectors that are more, I guess, specific and focused in their collection? For example, you know, like a mini, like a subgenre of sort. You know, maybe some people collect specifically vintage cars. You know, some yeah, people, they do. Yeah. They do. They do have. Uh, they even brands. Some of them are quite focused. Like there's a Japanese brand called Tomica Limited Vintage. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, they do a lot of vintage cars. At the same time, they do some modern cars, but not too modern. Mm. So even collect. So for collectors, it's the same. Some of them they say that oh, I only collect uh, American muscles. Uh, some of them say I only collect vintage cars, or some of them only collect Japanese cars. Yeah, mm. this sort of things. For for people out there who like to, I guess, find out more about about the scene, how accessible is it? Especially you know online, and how can they start? Yeah. Oh, th- 
online, you know, with social media these days, there's all sorts of communities on social media. Mm. So same with the model collecting community. Mm. There are a lot of uh, Facebook pages, Facebook groups uh, related to diecast. I think if you type diecast in the search, you can. There's a lot of things that will come up. Mm. A lot of pages that you can go and view. Um, basically, you can learn everything from there, uh, mm. from collectors who are those experienced collectors especially mm. yeah and with the collectors is is always very good with them because they're always willing to share as well mm. yeah so they're always willing to share with newcomers on what to collect what is good you know what maybe what to avoid or things like that mm. yeah but what brands that they should look at mainly yeah, yeah. So, so the community doesn't get keep right no I, I always feel that you know um, we've been doing uh, model car events for quite a number of years mm. like since, since 2017 up to now mm. and I always feel this connection with the collectors and after so many events you sometimes see the same collectors <laughs> coming back every every event and it becomes like something that you're so familiar with them that every time when they come oh it's you again how are you you know even the last event that we did was in 2019 and then unfortunately the lockdown came and we didn't have any events for like nearly three years mm. And last uh, October, we went back to TAGCC with mm. MDX. Mm. And we saw these collectors coming back again. And it there's a warmth when you see them. Like after so many years, you haven't seen someone, you know, there's mm. this warmth. So I always feel that the, the, the community is very close, you know. They are very uh, open. They are very good, you know. Mm. I always feel very comfortable with them. Mm. Mm. Um, in terms of your observation, since you've been in the in the scene for quite a while, uh, did, did you notice any, I guess, shift in how things are? I mean, then compared to now, perhaps? Um, well, we come, yeah, we come back to the things like what they look for in cars again. Mm. Um, for, for Malaysia or, or rather like Southeast Asia, the, the collecting scene is always, used to always be Japanese car, JDM cars, like Hondas, you know. So they 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 were um, like other cars, like uh, besides the JDMs, people were a bit more reserved. But the change now is that uh, as more brands come into play, the catalogue of cars has gotten wider. Mm. And some brands, they make better detail, more detailed cars. So it turns that these collectors, they find things that, oh, I didn't know that I would like this, but, you know, after buying it, then I learn to appreciate it. So they're open to more different sort of cars. They're not so Japanese car orientated now. Mm. Yeah. And then in terms of details, they look for really, really minor details in cars. They, I think they, they learn to appreciate them even more Yeah, as, as time goes on, mm. as, as even the brands evolve. When you when you when you say details, you're referring specifically to how accurate the details are. Yeah. Or, or or can it be for other reasons? Like for example, you no, know, the workmanship or like the Yeah, uh quality control is always something that they look at as well. Mm. I think basically everybody who not only in model car collecting, but every time you buy something, you want your money's worth, you mm. know. So quality is very important, you know. If uh, whether the decal is placed in the correct position, you know, sometimes with, with model cars, because 64 scale is so small, so sometimes people will say, oh, the, the car logo, the brand logo is a bit off. <laughs> it's not in the middle. The car antenna is not straight enough, you know, these sort of things. It becomes very minute, but yeah. it's pretty important for Yeah, practice, it becomes right? pretty important to them. Yeah, do yeah. people actually carry magnifying glass? To oh, we, we've seen at events, people coming, taking cars, using the, the lights on their phone to shine, to see every little detail. 
Yeah, mm. it's quite interesting as well. Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, you mentioned the importance of, I guess, the community, you know, mm. meeting up and gathering, Um, I guess, often enough to be able to, I guess, talk about the scene and, and I guess, exchange ideas, I suppose. Yep. What, what was the nature of the conversation there usually, you know? Well, um, of course, they, they start by sharing their collections mm-hmm. and then they, they discuss about brands, basically. And with the brands, for model car brands, actually, they always release pre-orders in terms of what car is coming out maybe in the next uh, in the next three months or so, three, four months. So every time a new order sheet comes out or a new pre-order starts, they will start looking at the cars and they will start talking about the cars basically or what what cars came out why is this brand coming out with this car why did they choose this casting you know why didn't they do this or you know this this basically the conversation go or or it could be a new car that just came out and they could take the car and compare mm. or maybe this car has been released by another brand previously in the past and they could take cars and compare so it, it ranges from the range is so wide I guess <laughs> yeah there will always be topics to yeah, talk about right yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of I guess the, the trading aspect of the the, the scene um, is scalping a, a thing do, do people get worried about those things especially? yes yeah. they do um, there are cars that are more coveted uh, by people so then there comes the problem of scalping. Mm. I think scalping exists in every, you know, from concert tickets to even model cars. Mm. So mm. <laughs> from different sort of prices, the, the price range can be so wide, so scalping is always there and it's always a concern. Mm. So that's why price control in the market for model cars is quite important. Mm. So that, because of course, in collecting one of the main criteria is also the value of the thing that you're collecting. Mm-hmm. So we don't want something that we buy today at this price suddenly depreciates like, a few days or maybe a week or two later just because somebody wants to clear their the things that they're selling. Mm. Yeah, and then we also don't want things like everybody wants this car but there's somebody hogging it and trying to sell it at a higher price and makes it inaccessible for collectors who just want to enjoy their passion. Mm. Yeah. Is this something that the people in the industry and the scene try to, I guess, regulate, I suppose? I mean, self-regulate, I, I assume. Yeah, self-regulate. Yeah. They regulate in their own way. Mm. There, are, there are always people watching out for scalpers. You know, there are always people uh, putting out remi- so-called reminders to people, you mm. know, that a hobby is for everybody to enjoy mm. and it's not for you to actually make money. I mean, we talk about it being an investment, but it's not the sort of investment that people go all out there. I'm going to put this amount and I expect X amount of money at the end of one year. Mm. But you would like to feel that the thing I'm collecting has value. Mm. So if the thing becomes inaccessible, then it discourages collecting as a whole at the end of the day. Mm. Speaking of value, do people actually... I mean, you, you mentioned how people perceive value yep. um, and I'm sure the, the financial aspect of it is, is I guess, relatively important. But yep. but is that the end goal for some collectors? Uh, I don't I don't feel it that mm-hmm. way. But this is me personally, so mm-hmm. I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I feel, well, um, you collect as a passion and you enjoy the collection and maybe earning something or the value of it increasing over time it's just a bonus mm. for you at the end of the yeah. day. Value is subjective and relative and I think yeah, for the people in the community, it goes beyond the financial value yeah. of, of yeah. the items, right? Yeah, because to them, I think it's always the, the sense of owning that model car is more than how much you can earn from that car at the end of the day. All right, yeah. okay. 
I guess before we start talking about the event, um, yeah. yeah, in terms of you, I mean, you you've been a collector for quite a while now. You know, mm, what what yeah. else do you look forward to in the future? Um, well, it's always collecting. It's always about more collecting and more collecting <laughs> at the end of the day. So you look forward to to cars, uh, more cars or different sort of cars being produced by. Uh, your favorite brands, you know, <laughs> brands these days are evolving as well. They are not only doing cars, but they are doing accessories and dioramas to go together with the cars to make it more interesting. Mm. To make your, to make your photography uh, more attractive, mm. you know. So these are things that uh, we look forward to. Mm. Uh, how the brand evolves and how the casting evolves. Uh, mm. How the how they how the products evolve at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. So you, you mentioned photography. Is that a, a huge part of the hobby as well? Yes, photography is of course a huge part of the hobby. I know collectors who always have one or two cars with them and anywhere they go, if there's a scene or something nice, they'll put it out, you know, to take a photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of, I guess, because you said earlier that um, fans of, of model like cars are also, uh, I guess, fans of actual cars. Yep. So, you know, do you guys pay attention to what's currently happening in the in the in the auto, automotive industry as well. Yeah, they do. You you can see that some model car collectors, you can see them at motor shows as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I believe the the passion is cars as a whole in general. Uh-huh. May it be model cars or actual cars. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so I guess for example let, let's speak in a trend that's that's currently pretty trendy in the in the automotive industry, like for example electric cars. Yeah. Yep. So so people are like into okay, I wanna see you know a, a, a replica of Tesla, a replica of I guess BYD to some extent. Yeah, maybe maybe mm-hmm. if they really like the car. Like for Tesla, uh I remember last time when Tesla released uh oh I can't I can't remember the car at the top of my head. But yeah they do. They do they do want to see some cars that they are interested in make replicated into model cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, okay. Um let's talk about the Malaysia Light Cars Expo to the three uh happening this weekend. Um of course, like you said earlier at the top of the show, um, this is going to be your first time being independent. Yes. Um, so, apart from not knowing what to expect, you know, what what can attendees expect, I guess, from the event, you know, not yeah. since, it, since it's its own standalone event, right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, when we used to tag along with other events, we were usually like a small island mm-hmm. and it was usually based on displaying samples by different brands. Samples meaning in terms of what these brands are coming up with in the next few months. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then other than that, we have brands supporting us by giving, uh, making exclusive models for us. And these exclusive models are only available at the show. So now from a small island, we are going to become a standalone, uh, much bigger scale. So um, in terms of what attendees can expect from this now is that there are more brands. There's, for this round, there's close to 20 brands who are attending. And in, in terms of attend, the brands attending is not in terms of them sending samples to be displayed, but they are sending their teams to the expo to build up their booth in the way they like it and selling their products. And of course, samples is a part of it. Sam- displaying samples is just a very small part of it. Now, mm. I always feel that last time when we in Malaysia want to look at samples and what's coming up from all these brands, we always have to look on the internet, see photos, see pictures in other hobby shows in other countries like Japan and Hong Kong. So I always feel that why why can't they come here as well and show off their stuff to the locals here? Why can't we go and see, uh, you know, the real thing? So uh, this is the opportunity for that. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um. Can you share uh, highlights of what, what visitors can expect there? Uh. Okay. Besides the brands uh, coming, there are close to twenty brands. Uh. Each brand, I think, uh, most of the brand, each brand are having basically their own exclusive stuffs. Mm-hmm. Uh. One thing to highlight is we have two brands. Uh. Or rather, yeah, two brands. One masterpiece collectibles, uh, which is from Singapore. Uh. They are selling a replica of the Malaysian bus which is the Rapid KL bus mm. in the Rapid KL colours. So this thing caught a bit of attention on online. It's been gaining quite a good traction as well. I think a lot of people are interested because it's something that you can relate to your memory, you know, you're taking that bus. So uh, other than that, uh, Mini GT is there. Tiny is Tiny from Hong Kong is there. Uh, Ignition Model is there. Uh, we have Eno and Pop Race as well. Uh, and one thing to highlight from Pop Race is that uh, the Malaysian drifter, the Prince of Drift, uh, Tengku Jan, he's coming to the event on Saturday and Sunday as well mm. to to meet the the fans. Mm. Uh, and basically, Pop Race is doing two of Tengku Jan's car that he raced in the Toyota Gazoo racing mm. to be sold there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fans can also expect actual cars to. Yeah, and actual cars as well. Mm. So there will be close to about twenty actual cars, all placed beside the brand booths uh, to reflect what the brands have done previously. Like for Mini GT, I think they will, for the brand Mini GT, they have, I think they should have about three to four cars placed near their booth, mm. uh, reflecting cars that they have done before. And uh, for, yeah, one interesting point as well is there's one brand, uh, Era Cars from Hong Kong. They will have an Alexis LC500 being placed beside their booth as well. So I think a lot of people would like to see that car as well. Mm. Um, so other than that, um, yeah, you can expect to see a lot of vendors, table vendors, table sellers. So there'll be 50 plus uh, sellers, die car sellers. And these sellers, they sell everything model cars, every brand. So if you want to get any cars, if you can't find it, maybe this is the place you can go to look for it. Mm. Yep. So it's good to make sure you have cash in hand as well too. Yes, cash in hand. <laughs> so <laughs> that because you will be able to make some purchases there, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm, that's right. All right. Um, okay, so um, sounds exciting. Um, I guess but, uh, apart from uh, attending the event, which will be held at Tropicana Garden Small uh, on the 20th and 21st of May, yes. uh, this coming weekend, um, what advice or suggestions can you give individuals who would like to be part of the scene or be part of the industry? Well, you can expect to spend a lot of money if you start collecting <laughs> because the collecting is never ending and there's always something that you want. I mean, you may not learn to, you may not like it now, but if you learn to like it, then it will be a very long journey. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're starting now, you may, some, some collectors who are new collectors, they start now, they want to collect things from the past mm, yeah. and they also collect things coming up. Mm. So it goes both ways. So it maybe hurts your pocket a bit more. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, I'm sure the community is very nice, and they will they'll make a lot of friends there, right? Yes, they'll make a lot of friends. You'll see a lot of things. You know, uh, the one of the brands which is uh, like I think I mentioned quite a number of times, Mini GT. Mm. They have quite a sizable booth coming up there, and I think the fans are going to be very interested uh, when they look at the booth, and there'll be. A, lots of samples from all the brands you can basically see everything that everyone is coming up with you know uh, get a 
sneak peek of what's what you can expect in the next few months or so. Alright, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and um, for people out there who like to find out more information uh, about this event, where can they go to? Yep, you can drop by Malaysia Diecast Expo's uh, Facebook page or uh, Malaysia Diecast Expo's Instagram. Everything is, uh, every news and every update, we put it there. You can find out uh you can find out what's happening, what's being sold, who's coming. Uh, you can also find out the program and the schedule going on over the two days. Uh, show starts at 10 o'clock on Saturday, this Saturday on the 20th. Uh, there is also an early access uh, which starts at 9.30. Uh, that is accessible with uh, this bundle sales that we're having. Mm. Yep. But generally, admission is free, right? Yes, uh, admission is free. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and that was Jake Chua. He's the organiser of the upcoming Malaysia Diecast Expo happening this weekend at Tropicana Gardens Mall. And he was here to share more about the scene here in Malaysia ahead of the expo. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl. Our app, which you can find via Google Play and the App Store. And you can also find this podcast and many more on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city join us again next week only on BFM 89.9 The Business Station You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station for more stories of the same kind download the BFM app